Hey everybody, this is Pastor Mike Wheeler. Great to have you with us today. It's Sunday, March 7th, 2021. Pastor Don and I have got a great message today. We are going to be talking about some of the confirmational biases that affect our thinking and the ruts that we get in when it comes to how we view ourselves, how we view God, and how we view the world. So sit back. I think you're going to enjoy this message. Uh, feel free to drop us a line with any thoughts or comments, prayer requests you might have. And don't forget to join us on Facebook every Sunday, 10 a.m. You can find us at CACNAS Plant. That's at C-A-C-N-A-Z-P-L-A-N-T. God bless you guys. I know you're going to enjoy it. Thanks. Well, good morning. Uh, today is, I believe it's the third week already in Lent, uh, our march toward uh, the crucifixion and the resurrection, um, Easter Sunday. Uh, today it's gorgeous here in Kansas City. Uh, I think spring has sprung. Of course, it's Kansas, so we'll probably get another couple of really good snows before, before it's all said and done, before it's hot. Um, so happy to have you guys here with us this morning, whoever can join. And um, thank you for those that um, are sharing our messages on Sunday. And that's super easy if you want to. You just hit the share and you can share it to your personal page. We just appreciate that. Also appreciate any likes or comments. We really love your comments. We want to know what you think, what you're thinking. How is this affecting you? Um, what is, how is it ministering to you? How is it maybe shifting your paradigm? <laughs> um, also, if you don't know, um, you can check in to our church on our, the Facebook page, right. which would be awesome. Um, that, just, that just helps us uh, get the word out. And uh, I think we'll uh, begin this morning with our responsorial psalm today and this is coming from a psalm 19 verses 8 through 11 our together response is going to be lord you have the words of everlasting life oh that's good right mm -hmm. there Amen. lord you have the words of everlasting, everlasting life. life that is true all right so let's begin and it begins with everybody responding with that okay. here we go Lord, you, you have, have the, the words, words of everlasting, everlasting life. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The decree of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. Lord, Lord you, you have, have the, the words, words of, of everlasting, everlasting life. life. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The command of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eye. Together we say, Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true. All of them are just. Together, Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. They are more precious than gold, than a heap of purest gold. Sweeter also than syrup. Ooh, I like that. Sweeter also than syrup or honey from the comb. Together, Lord, Lord you, you have, have the words, words of everlasting, everlasting life. life. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. 
Amen. You know, those responsorial psalms are, are good, and they remind me of just our daily devotion and how reading Scripture is a part of that. And I've invited some of you to uh, download the Nazarene Connect app, and it kind of leads us daily through some Scriptures, and I've been commenting here and there. But, you know, that's just part of that daily practice, that daily devotion of of seeking God, putting His Word into your heart, yeah. and then it becomes in your life sweeter than honey, yeah. and it's you know to be desired more than than fine gold. Uh-huh. So if if you haven't gone to the App Store and done the Nazarene Connect, it's free. It's free. Uh, once you get in and download it, just look up Christ Agape Collective, and uh, you can set the controls. You can get scriptures once a day, three times a day. You can get encouragement in certain areas. So it's really, it's really a good app. But again, that's a spiritual discipline yeah. that we have to encourage one another mm-hmm. in, and that's that daily putting God's word. Yeah into our heart into our heart because that's where the sanctuary is now that's where the Mm -hmm. temple is now is in our innermost beings each one of us individually but all of us together as a community that's right as a commune amen so we have taylor with us this morning morning. taylor holly good morning um we won't bring you on camera no i i I spoke (laughs) Um, to him about that i i saw (laughs) i saw that um uh antonia was on i'm not seeing her now maybe she hopped off but if you are antonia good morning it's good Good to see you talk about a smiling face oh my gosh yes she always joy 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 the joy of the lord Mm -hmm. boy just always a smile on her face and makes makes you happy so if mm-hmm. someone else checks in while we're doing this uh put a comment on there mm-hmm. hit tell us hello yeah so uh, we're trying to retrain people this isn't church as normal right um because you can talk you yeah. can you can ask questions right and even if you're a woman you can ask <gasps> que- <laughs> sorry that's an in- inside joke <laughs> uh Anyway. Yeah, you'll have to give us grace. We were, okay, so we normally, um, I start making my way to sleepy time at about six o'clock at night mm-hmm. and then watch TV, take my melatonin, and I'm, I'm out by eight or 8.30. Mm-hmm. Ooh, last night we didn't get home until 11.30. 11.30. Oh it's... my gosh. It was a, a, a world record. I yeah, mean, wow. and I was still up at 6.30, you know, making breakfast. But, yeah, I'm starting to feel it. I'm not yeah, used to it'll, that. Yeah, it'll be nap time. It will be, nap, be time. nap time. Maybe today. right after this. But and it was so much fun. Oh, oh my a, gosh. It was a blast. Yeah. So we probably won't see our friends Val and Kathleen and Rich nope this morning they're they're that's they should be having sleepy time probably pretty late for them and this wednesday i stayed out till what 10 15 (gasps) so oh my gosh what's happening to us i know we're uh, (laughs) yes but we got to dance last night and celebrate birthday and i danced the skin off my left big toe and my back hurts but it was worth it yeah, well, Wednesday, I guess if we're in true confession mode, I got to play the saxophone again. First I mean, time in a long time. Well, a year. Yeah. A solid year, and I was kind of nervous about it, because after a year of not doing anything, you're a little nervous about yeah. how you're going to... But it just flowed, and it was natural. Yeah. It was it was great. A lot and, of fun. Uh, we, I had a ton of fun, so yeah. it's, been a, it's just been a fun week. Yeah. It's been a fun 
week. So you're, we're realizing that as we go through Lent, it's kind of a somber season, yeah. and we're really putting our focus on uh, Christ and what he accomplished through the cross, mm -hmm. but yet at the same time, there's a celebration that happens. That's right. You know, we're, we're celebrating this and Freedom. not lamenting it. Right, right. Amen. All right. Well, um, I wanted, did you have an opening scripture? Or? I can. Matter of fact, I just. Because uh, I was going to read the Romans 4 scripture in the message. I thought that was really Well, I've got good. a little uplifting thing. That, okay. uh, you could, we, it's short. We could do both. But I've just been loving this book, uh, Grounded by Diana Butler Bass. And like I said last week, as I, after I got it all done, I looked in the back and there was a Lent devotional for every day. So this is from yesterday, but I just loved it. Okay, so this first is an excerpt from her book. The sky begins at our feet. Did you ever think about that? Mm -mm. Right there under your feet? It's true, though. The sky begins at our feet. Thus, we actually live in the heavens now. In the space in which earth and sky meet, God's heavenly presence is the air we breathe. Mm. Job 33.4 says, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. So at the end of this devotion, she has a little prayer and it says, fill me with a dancing joy in the realization that I am walking about in heaven now, that the sky, the divine dwelling place begins at my feet. You are here, O God, surrounding me, enlivening me. How wonderful. Hmm. How wonderful. Amen. I think you have to go back to dancing joy. Yeah, the scripture that we opened up with in the psalm, mm -hmm. Everlasting Life, yes. you, know, you really have to dive into what, it, it's not talking about a span of time so much as it's talking about a quality, quality of, of life. presence. Mm -hmm. And if you can get that in your spirit, that everlasting life is, is now. Right. It's, it's the life that God wants yes. to start now. It will now. continue on, yeah. and we have that assurance and uh, we can live our life with that solid assurance that it will continue on, but then we can have We this, don't have to wait. We don't have to wait. We can start right now. So our opening scripture this morning uh, comes from Romans, and I did want to read it in the message because it had it has uh, some explanations. Oh, good, yeah. That I think we need. Oh, so it's not from today's but, lecture. Well, from today, today... Uh, Today's scriptures in the Bible talk about whoever believes. And, you know, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, we have these exhortations that eternal life comes and is with those that believe. And you have to go to Romans 4 and uh, to really, uh, they're talking, they're giving an explanation of Abraham who was. From the very beginning, if you go back to Genesis, God approached Abraham and said, As for me, I'm going to make this covenant with you. And that's where it all started. That's where we get we get Abraham, mm -hmm. Isaac, Jacob, mm -hmm. we get we get the nation of Israel, and mm -hmm. we get their entire history, and then through that lineage comes Jesus, mm -hmm. and you have this progression of covenants mm -hmm. uh, between God and, and all man. the while, everything is pointing to Christ. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to make sure I have mm. the right scripture here, Romans 4, 13. So this is Romans 4, 
13 through 25 and it's a little lengthy because the message uh, spells some things out but with what I just said in mind that little bit of history um, Romans says this that famous promise God gave Abraham that he and his children would possess the earth was not given because of something Abraham did or would do it was based on God's decision to put everything together for him which Abraham then entered when he believed if those who get what God gives them only get it by doing everything they are told to do and filling out the right forms properly signed that eliminates personal trust completely mm -hmm. and turns the promise into an ironclad contract mm. so you have to hear that because they're spelling out that it's whoever believes it's mm -hmm. by faith yeah. and <laughs> faith is this fully relying on considering the one who made the promise trustworthy and then according your life to that <laughs> and it's by the trust in the promise yeah. not trust in, in who God is and not, not in what, what you, you do, do. That's not a holy promise if mm -hmm. you consider it a contract. Yeah. That's a business That's deal. That's a transaction. That's what humans do. That's what people do. It's a contract drawn up by a hard-nosed lawyer with plenty of fine print, and it only makes sure that you will never be able to collect. I mean, how yeah. often do we approach God's Word, yeah. God's promises, uh, with like there's stipulations, yeah. like there's fine print, people that feel terrified mm -hmm. That if they think wrong, act wrong, do something wrong, dance, they're going to go to hell. Right. Or they're not going to make it into heaven. Or God's blessing is not going to be with them. Or and God's then, angry at well, them. Well, and then once any little thing goes wrong in yeah. their life, guilt overwhelms yeah. them. And it's like, well, see, um, I'm cursed. And Or then they also, people, and you know, we've been guilty of that, then you also turn that eye of contract and judgment on others. On other people. Yes, yeah. because what's going on in here is how you judge what's going on with everybody else. Right, and then I think that's why we have a tendency as humans to surround ourselves with people that think and act like we do, yes. so we're constantly affirmed affirmed in that, but yep. I digress there. Um, or actually, that was foreshadowing, not digression. Fore yes, you were, anyhow, I'm go ahead. digressing to foregrass. Oh, or? no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, where am I at here? All right. But if there is no contract in the first place, simply a promise and God's promise at that, you can't break it. That's right. I'm going to stop right there. Mm -hmm. If it's God's promise, you can't break it. That's right. That's and good I, news. Well, it is good news. And I think somebody <sighs> watching this is going to realize, I can't break it. That's right. You know, no matter what. I, I had an epiphany Wednesday night because I'll be honest Did with you. Did it hurt? It, well, it, a little bit, but I, I was playing secular music, number one, um, and, I, and I did it in a bar and grill. It wasn't just a bar, but it was a bar and grill. Oh, okay. Well, so is Applebee's. So they serve but, food. Yeah. But lightning didn't strike. Nope. And I was pleasantly surprised that secular music uses the same chords as Christian music. <laughs> so it yep. was easy to play to. Mm-hmm. I didn't know some of the songs, but they were fun. I mean, yeah. they had a good good beat. But anyway, so I can't break it. Can't break it. 
Because it doesn't depend on us. This is why the fulfillment of God's promise depends entirely on trusting God and His way mm -hmm. and then simply embracing Him and what He does. That God, opens the door for relationship right absolutely. there. Yeah. God's promise arrives as a pure gift. That's the only way everyone can be sure to get in on it. And if you want that religious term for a pure gift, it's grace. Mm -hmm. Those who keep religious traditions and those who have never heard of them. So those of us that grew up in church, mm -hmm. those of us that grew up in bars, mm -hmm. playing pool, we all get or in it different religious traditions. Well, of course, and we all get no it because of the promise. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because um, it doesn't depend on us. Right. And That's why God says, "I swear by no one greater than myself. I swear by myself." And it's like uh, that's like the double, the triple dog stamp, right? Right there. And if you think about this, transcends Our middle class. Dog. It transcends yep. our culture, it transcends America, it yep. transcends our lifestyles, our political sway, uh, persuasion. It, it, if you go to Africa, this is true. Yep. If you're talking to Muslims, it's it, true. It's true. If you're talking to a human being, mm -hmm. God made this promise. Well, and uh, St. Francis of Assisi preached it to the, the, the birds <laughs> and the animals in the forest. Yep. So anyway, it goes on to say that Abraham's the father of us all, but he's not our racial father, which right. is just a word for humanity. Yep. He's not our uh, biological father. He's our faith father. Mm -hmm. and we call, he's our good example. Yeah. And we call Abraham father not because he got, attention, he got God's attention by living like a saint, but because God made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what we've always read in Scripture? God saying to Abraham, I set you up as a father of many peoples. Abraham was first named father and then became a father because mm -hmm. he dared to trust God to do what only God could do. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're reaching out to you with mm -hmm. we want you to trust god to do in your life what, what only god, god can do can do because god raised the dead to life yep. mm -hmm. with a word he made something out of nothing yep. when everything was hopeless abraham believed anyway deciding to live deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do but on what God said he would do. What God would do. That's right. And that's where we pick up today with Phew. the encouragement of yeah. whoever believes is that we've decided to live our life not on the basis of what we can do. Right. Not on the... the or what we can't do. Or what we can't do. That's a big one too. Right. But on what God said he would do and this right. this is the word of god for the people of god and we say thanks be to god thanks be to god so that's where we get the word believe yeah you know when you hear in the when you read in the scripture where it says whoever believes mm -hmm. uh, this is this is what we're talking yeah. about someone that has made that quality decision to just trust 
beyond hope of whatever, beyond what they can think or imagine or what they see in their life, that what God said and promised, mm -hmm. He's able to perform that's right. and do. And in most cases, He's already done it. Mm -hmm. And that's where you really have to stretch your brain and wrap it around the fact that He's already done it. You're the one that's playing catch up. Right. So we used to believe in Santa Claus. So we, we throw mm -hmm. that term around, believe, and mm -hmm. you know, we, there's things like Santa Claus. We used to believe in Santa Claus. Easter's coming up. Mm -hmm. We used to believe in the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, you know, all kinds the of things. The Leprechaun with the pot of gold at the well, end of I the just, rainbow. You know, it's fun for kids. I remember yep. when I was a kid, we'd, we'd go through catalogs for months. And, you know, I don't, you may not know that reference, but there used to be these paper things called catalogs that this sear. thick the jc penny <laughs> christmas catalog and they would Woo. send it out and we as kids would just sit for months or sears and roebuck yeah and go through now as poor kids never got anything but in the catalog but it was still fun to go through and just think santa was gonna but he never got you know well, we'd write letters too yeah. you know we'd yeah, write letters, letters to santa mm -hmm. we'd do that in school and you know, it was just fun. You'd go to your grand. We would go to our grandparents' house, and you know, family would come over, and you'd have the lights, and you know, there'd be this anticipation. Couldn't sleep the night before because you wanted to listen for Santa. Right. And did he? Is he going to eat the cookies you left? Yeah. And then I don't know if any other kids did this, but I had this thought when I was a kid that you didn't breathe when you slept. So to get to sleep really fast on like Christmas Eve, I would hold my breath. Oh, for Pete's sake. You've never I told me worked, that. I think though, because okay. I would probably pass out. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's I used, strange. I used to think that. Okay. I thought, well, if you're sleeping, you're not breathing. So if oh. I want to get to sleep faster, I will hold my breath. Okay. So that might explain why some yep. brain cells got destroyed in the pro Well, yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, we, we believed in those things and I, I bring all that up because it's innocent enough is we, we lived our life in accordance with that belief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now it's a travesty that it gets shattered at some point, but you mature and mm -hmm. you know, you, you go on. And well, and that's why we decided not to lie to our kids. We yeah. never told them that there was a Santa. We told them about the, the wonderful historical St. Nicholas. Mm -hmm. Um, um, but it's like, we're not getting Santa credit for all our hard work. Right. <laughs> no. I paid for that. That's, That's right. Gonna... And there's a country song for, you know, by Don Moen, any of you, uh, country fans, but he sings a song called, I believe in love. Oh, yeah. I believe in Baby, yeah, I believe in mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe or to a certain extent, we believe in capitalism. You yeah, know, we, the we American believe, dream, we, rugged yeah. individualism. Yeah, and there's a. I was thinking of a when I was looking at this. There's a Queen's Reich song called Revolution, and oh. and he says, "I used to think America's way was the only way that was right," mm -hmm. and you know, and and even that gets challenged at yep. some point. You know, just like Santa, you kind of start waking up yeah. to new truths and new realities, and then at some point you accept that and you We're change. We're not the center of the universe. You change what you believe. Yeah, hopefully, but some don't. And some don't. We're going to yeah. get to that yeah. too. Why we don't and why we need to and 
I believe in capitalism, I guess. That's the only thing I know. You know, I have a small business and I benefit from it, but I have been to other parts of the world now and I've seen a simpler way of life mm -hmm. that's not consumer driven. Yeah. And I'm very annoyed at these third world people. I'm like, you are so poor, you don't even realize it. Why are you so happy? I'm like, you gotta be you should be miserable. You're mm -hmm. poor, you don't have any they they're happy as happy. can be. Yeah. And, and they don't have anything. Yeah. And I'm like Because they're not constantly grasping. They're and not like, consuming. And who should be dimming. teaching who here? Exactly. It's like these people are taking it easy. Yeah. They've got no care in the world. And you know, here we slave 40, 50 hours a week just to, you know, pay our credit card bills and house payments. So we can consume more. So even capitalism, I'm, you know, as I get into my 50s and I've traveled the world, I'm not so sure about Yeah, well, it's that. out of balance right but, now. Yeah. yeah, so anyway, but my point is, is uh, these are concepts, mm -hmm. they're ideals, ideologies, and we say that, you know, we, we believe in them. Mm -hmm. um, but today we call ourselves believers, mm -hmm. you know, those of us that, follow Christ and have accepted forgiveness and accepted Christ into our heart. The way. The way. Mm -hmm. We're believers. And, uh, but why are we called believers? You know, because we think a certain way, you know, mm. because we approach scripture fundamentally and believe it at face value, no matter what, do we call ourselves believers because we adhere to the doctrine of a denomination? Uh, is it because we follow the Nazarene tenets of faith? Or maybe if you follow the Mormon religion? Or is that why you're a believer? Um, I, is, or is it that collectively we believe in Christ crucified mm -hmm. and what Christ accomplished for us? And so believe I'm, in the way of love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm proposing today is mm -hmm. that it goes much deeper than that yeah it goes much deeper than your denomination your culture yes. your your prescribed religion yeah. your race uh, any of that you know we are believers um, and I'll give another example you know um, if you truly believe in something you conduct your life mm -hmm. in that way mm -hmm. And I, I was thinking of marriage. You know, it's mm -hmm. like if you believe in your marriage. And in your marriage vows. Yeah, you're going to wear a ring. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to introduce them as your spouse. Mm -hmm. You're going to not go sleep around with people. I mean, you're going to honor mm -hmm. that relationship. And you're going to conduct your life. You're going to sign your checks as Don Wheeler, mm -hmm. you know. Don Beaver. Well, you don't have to. No, you can well, that doesn't, well, you changing your name doesn't make you married, but it, as you um, live life as one, right. that reflects in the decisions you it, make. You right. don't just go off and buy a car by yourself, hopefully. Right. Um, you it's all examples of just how you together. change your thinking yeah. and you conduct your life in accordance with the fact that you're your marriage you can look I at, had to change my last name there was no no hyphenating no beaver was, wheeler or wheeler beaver no we, not good that <laughs> wasn't gonna work ah, and you can good. you can take this over into causes like mm -hmm. if you if you firmly believe in civil rights mm -hmm. um you can say you believe in it but if you truly believe in it you know you're gonna you're gonna sh 
show up for fundraisers, you're going to show up for rallies, you're going to put things, you're going to do things mm -hmm. that act in accordance yep. with that because yeah. it's part of who you are. Yep. And um, so these are just examples and going back to what Jesus said that if you believe in me, you will have eternal life. And I yeah. like to say it that way because we look at that as if you believe in me, like, well, I believe in I believe in capitalism or I believe in this idea or I believe in Black Lives Matters, you know, but if you really believe in that and you're in that, that has a different concept yeah. to it. Um, and if you believe in Christ and you believe in humanity's redemption and baptism into Christ, well, then we live our lives according to this yeah. new reality. Yeah. It should shape our worldviews, mm -hmm. and you know we've seen um, just in this country over the you know last four years just a a, a fracturing and just re and and uh, um, groups becoming um, more um, solidified in their what we call um, their biases, and mm -hmm. so you know who these people are because they claim this and they say this and they believe this and then mm -hmm. they other everyone else and villainize them and then this group over here well we believe this because of thus and so and then we other everyone else that isn't like that um, and it shouldn't be so and we're going to get to that here in just a minute because this week in the scripture readings they go back to uh, I believe Exodus and they they list out the Ten Commandments mm -hmm. And we think, boy, how rudimentary in, in mm -hmm. Sunday school is that? But if you look at Scripture, God says that now He's written His law on our hearts. On our hearts. And so, and the law that He's written in our hearts is the law of love. Is love, because Jesus then qualified mm -hmm. later and said, you know, you should want to do all these things, and if you love God and your neighbor, mm -hmm. and it That's sums right. it all up. Sums it all if up. If you love God and your neighbor, mm -hmm. you're going to want to live by these. Mm -hmm. And I, did you print those out? I mean, what? the Ten Commandments, yep. just, uh, you know, love the Lord your God and put no other gods before him. And Shall we refresh ourselves? Yeah, let's refresh ourselves. And In those days, God delivered all these commandments. I, the Lord, and that means Yahweh. I am what I am. I will be what I will be. Mm -hmm. I, the Lord, am your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that place of slavery. You shall not have other gods besides me. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave unpunished the one who takes his name in vain. We should talk about that. Remembering, to keep, <laughs> okay, remembering to keep holy the Sabbath day. Honor your father and your mother that you may have a long life in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not cover your neighbor's house. You shall not cover your neighbor's wife, nor his male or female slave, nor his ox or his ass. It's in the Bible. Nor anything else that belongs to him. Don't covet your neighbor's ass. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I knew That's you what it says. Resist. I can't resist you it. Can't no. resist going there. But... Funny thing is, is that this is not exclusive to the people of Israel. Mm -mm. Um, just a very small study of of yoga 
Um, you have the yamas and the niyamas, which are just the way to conduct mm. yourself. Mm. And they basically say exactly the right. same thing. And many and other cultures have exactly, almost exactly the same thing. Right. Because it's universal truth. And that's what we've been talking about. Mm. If it's true, it's true for everybody all the time. Right. And it all boils down. If, if you are walking in love, in step with the Holy Spirit, empowering you're not gonna you, kill to love, him. you're not going to kill your neighbor. Right. You're not. You're not going to covet. You know, which is a strong word. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if you covet your neighbor's property and want it, that drives you then to then want to steal it yep. and take it away from. And that leads to violence, which leads to the dark side. It. It does, and all these things yep. lead to death eventually. Yes. And that the bottom line is, is God's trying to save you and from, give you abundant life right, and teach you. Yep, yep. exactly. And um, uh, all the people in that time um, had rules to live by. Mm-hmm. We call it politics, and polity. All it means is kind of the rules for how a community works and mm-hmm. lives together. And everything points to Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ incarnated in the earth, he kind of flipped these on the table, uh, flipped the table on this. Literally, the scripture new gospel today is about Jesus flipping tables in the church. Yeah. But um, he came to shift our, our paradigm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why you hear a lot um, from Jesus that says, well, you've heard it say, but... I say, mm. kind of bringing correction to our polity, how we live together in community. Right, because people tend to just make the rule a thing in itself. Yes, and they elevate because the, it's easier. They elevate the rule over the intent of the rule. Exactly, yeah. and then that takes over. Well, we want to love God, and we want to love our neighbor and to believe is to become or to be aware to put yourself in accord or or alignment with and that's a good point to to align yourself with the intent yeah. of of the rule and it yeah. bottoms down to the promises mm-hmm. of God and you know we talked about last week God saying to be holy you know calling yeah. us to be holy and so what is our response? Well, we accept that God has declared this over us and that he has made us holy in Christ. And we accept it yeah. by faith. We trust in the promise that God made. Amen. So we not we don't just say that we believe and then live and walk in ignorance. And right. the Bible talks about... Or, or keep our belief separate from how we live and move our ha- and have our being right. in community in our neighborhoods in how we spend our money mm-hmm. in what we post online in i mean you name it in our politics yeah. our public politics and that's called walking in darkness so if you say you believe and then you go conduct your life outside of what Jesus taught and mm-hmm. outside of what God has tried to impart to us, then you're walking in darkness. Well, and a lot of that comes from (coughs) what we need to define now is confirmation bias. Uh, Brian Mm -hmm. McLaren has written a new book, and it's called Why Don't They Get It? 
and uh, it's basically based on these con these uh, biases that every single human being has and it's based on um, your family of origin uh, your culture in that time your education uh, your country um, we all have them but we all need to shed or ask the Holy Spirit to shed uh, the light of truth mm -hmm. on those biases so we can recognize them. Yeah, you want to define that for them? Uh, I thought you printed that out. I, I, you have it over there. I do? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, so... I'll explain it, but you... Confirmation bias, we judge new ideas based on the ease with which they fit with and confirm the only standard we have. Mm -hmm. Old ideas, old information, trusted authorities. As a result, our framing story, belief system, or paradigm mm -hmm. excludes whatever doesn't yeah. fit. Yeah, and we've seen that gone amok these last four years to the separation of even family members, mm -hmm. marriages, friendships, um, and on the bigger scale, of course, you know, red and blue and just, and because people get entrenched in their confirmation bias. And it um, starts with how we believe and what we believe yes, about God. And not being open to the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit to show us anything new. And a lot of times um, it takes some drastic life experiences. Uh, John of the Cross called it dark night of the soul. Uh, Richard Rohr says sometimes it takes great love or great suffering for God to get our attention mm -hmm. to crack through those confirmation biases. Mm -hmm. so I'm going to read a little bit from Richard Rohr here. explains it a little bit more. Everybody looks at the world through their own lens, a matrix of culturally inherited qualities family influences, and other life experience. This lens or worldview truly determines what we bring to every discussion. It's largely unconscious and yet it drives us to do this and not that. Until we can allow the gospel to move into that deepest level of the unconscious and touch our operative worldviews, nothing substantial is going to change. You know, we all know people mm -hmm. that have never changed. I mean, they are the same and believe the same and, and mm -hmm. oh, for the good old days when it was like this and the way I want it to be or, you, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, we know people like that and we used to you know be that to be like everybody that. has this problem like in some areas <laughs> right it will only be rearranging the furniture not constructing a new room conversion and that's what we're about another word is yeah. transformation transformation good. conversion um, is constructing a new room or maybe even a whole new house our operative worldview is formed by three images that are inside every one of us okay so here are the three images the three images to be awakened and transformed are our image of self, who we yeah. are, who we are in Christ. We need to mm -hmm. renew our minds to that. Our image of self, our image of God. A lot of people's biases are based on a retributive, angry, wrathful God. You know, we right. say God is love, but right. if you hear that, but ignore everything that comes after it. 
So three images. Okay, so our image of self, our image of God, and our image of the world. Mm. You know, some of the people look out at the world and they just see it's a very scary place. You know, and Lost, it can be. Lost, evil place. Lost, oh, those other people. <clears throat> a true hearing of the gospel transforms those images into a very exciting and truthful worldview. Excuse me, I got a cough. <coughs> Altogether, we could put it this way. What should life be? Here's mm-hmm. big questions you can contemplate this week. What should life be? Why isn't it? How do we repair it? Can when, you say those again? What should life be? Why isn't it? How do we repair it? Mm. When these are answered for us, at least implicitly, we have our game plan and we can live safely and with purpose in this world. Amen. But I think we got to start back with those three images. Well, image of self, image of God, and image of our world. And then yes. we can go from there. We we need we need to ask those questions and we need to really humbly mm-hmm. listen for God's yeah. response and be aware and open and Let willing. God show you your biases. Yeah. And and be willing to change. Yeah. And um that is where we submit ourselves yeah. um, to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's where we you know, ask God to shine that light on our heart. And that Christ would be the light mm-hmm. by which we see everyone and everything else. We need new glasses. We need Christ-colored glasses. Not rose-colored glasses. Right. We need Christ. Christ-colored glasses. And all of that begins with... A, with this devotion you know with this commitment you know Mm -hmm. it's not that we say we believe but it's that we are actively involved in this process we humbly commit ourselves to this process Mm -hmm. and god and we listen and we allow and we're willing yeah so we can enjoy an abundant life that god has always had planned for us righteousness which is just god's way of doing and Mm -hmm. being right peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom of God. Yep. And one of, our, <coughs> one of our scripture readings in the app this week was God perfects His grace in and through our weakness. Yeah. And that weakness, we're, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Our weakness and our thought, our yeah. thinking, our attitudes. And so God's strength will then be yeah. perfected in, in our weakness. In that grace. Yes. Amen. So don't beat yourself up when you get when God starts showing you stuff because it's a good thing. It is a good thing. Yeah. And I think that again is this journey that we're on in, in Lent because mm-hmm. that's what it's all about this as time. Jesus marched to the cross, he endured the suffering and the shame because of the promise. Yeah that God had made and now we're recognizing that and we're marching with him but it's to another promise of this crucifixion that mm-hmm. Jesus accomplished and how we're identifying with it and now we're participating in this new this life. new life and this new humanity yeah. and so now just like the onion you know things have to be peeled yeah. peeled away we have to look at scripture with new eyes and we have to be open to receive it and we have to be open to make changes yeah. we can't be people that get stuck in deep ruts yes and never ever make any 
changes. Ruts are dangerous. I was just thinking about this last night when I was too wound up to sleep. <laughs> but if you remember the movie Twister, Michael hates that movie because yeah. I watch it's it. It's on every day. Every day. Um, but in Twister, there's a scene where they're in this truck trying to track a tornado and uh, the guy goes, takes the truck into a rut, into a ditch, which is all fine and well until he needs to get out of it and he can't. So it's super easy to get stuck in a rut, it's a lot harder to get out of it. And mm -hmm. those are those grooves that we just keep reinforcing in our thought patterns. And it takes the time and contemplation and allowing the Holy Spirit to show us where those mm -hmm. ruts are so we can make new and healthy mm. roads right. in our thinking. Right. And then we'll see the fruit bear in our yep. life. And yeah. Amen. So to close, um, I was going to read um, some tenets of faith uh, okay. that we have. And I just wanted to share that with people because um, we talked to Holly and Taylor about the Nazarene Church. And mm -hmm. these, these are part of the core articles of faith. So I wanted to read some of these just to stimulate your thinking. And it may challenge your thinking to a certain degree. And then after I read those, we'll wait a second let that mull a little bit and then you've got a closing prayer yep. uh, that you can read and uh, again our heart for today is devotion yeah. our heart is consecration it's about it's about taking time to really consecrate set yourself god wants us to be set he set us apart mm -hmm. and he wants us to live in that separateness of just devotion to him mm -hmm. and part of that devotion is is being willing to admit when we're wrong yep. and uh, change the way we think. Yep. And so um, we believe uh, in the triune God. Mm -hmm. uh, we believe in one eternally existent, infinite God, sovereign creator, sustainer of the universe. He's the only God, holy in nature, the God who is holy love and light. The triune is essential in being and it's revealed in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. We believe in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, we believe he's the second person of the triune Godhead, that he was eternally one with the Father, that he became incarnate by the Holy Spirit, and was born of the Virgin Mary, so that two whole and perfect natures, that is to say the Godhead and man, or humans, uh, are thus united in one. Mm -hmm person, very God, very man, the God man. We believe that Jesus died for us, that he truly arose from the dead, and he took again his body together with all things appertaining to the perfection of man's nature, wherewith he had ascended into heaven and is there engaged in intercession for us. And this essentially is the gospel mm -hmm. is that if you believe what I just said mm -hmm. and you live your life according to it, you wholeheartedly believe it, you'll experience eternal life. Mm -hmm. You'll experience salvation. It's that simple. It really is that simple. And that's where it's going to take some faith for you to trust mm -hmm. that what God promised, he's going to do. And you don't have to understand theologically all of that to have a relationship with God. No, not at all. But again, it just really, it might prick some thinking that, mm -hmm. you know, people, I've talked to people that don't, 
necessarily believe that Jesus was God. And, you know, there's all kinds of little different things. And if you have any questions or want to talk about this stuff, we're available. You can, we'll even do a, a Zoom call. But okay. I'm just throwing these out there. The Holy Spirit we talk about a lot. We believe in the Holy Spirit. He's, she's the third party of the triune Godhead, ever-present, efficiently active in believers, convincing the world to change and redirect their lives, regenerating those who do make this decision and believe, and sanctifying, setting apart, setting apart believers. Mm -hmm. And that's what we just talked about today. The Holy Spirit is now in the process of sanctifying us, mm -hmm. setting us apart, maturing us, mm -hmm. growing us, changing us. He's guiding us into all truth. Yes. And that's a process. Yes, it is. And finally, we believe... We get it as we can handle it. We believe in the Holy Scriptures, and it's the absolute. It's inspired by God, and we understand that it's given by divine inspiration, and that it inherently reveals the will of God concerning all things necessary to our salvation. Amen. 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 So you have a closing prayer for us. I do. God of Spirit and Truth, expand my mind but even more my heart to receive your great and universal good news. I know that no change of heart happens without a change of mind, and no change of mind happens without a change of heart. Please get me started in one place or another. And we pray this together mm -hmm. in the precious and powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our God. Amen. 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 I hope you sincerely prayed that prayer because <laughs> that whole this whole message was about that yeah. prayer. Yeah. And we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So, do you have anything else you want to add? No. Or? Okay. Uh, hey, if you prayed that prayer, uh, get ready. Yeah. <laughs> be watching. Be, be looking. Be watching. Be, listening. be aware. Yeah. yeah. But. Let me bless you, and then we'll let you get on with your Sunday, on with your treadmill. Um, Nap. I've, I've gotten, it, it, it is exciting to hear, you know, one person's riding a treadmill, the other person's in bed, this person's watching on big screen TV. I mean, it's really fun to hear yeah. some of these stories. So may the Lord bless you, keep you, cause his face daily mm -hmm. to shine upon you. And by the grace of the Holy Spirit, may you Walk out the prayer that we just made mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus. May the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Have a great week. Bye.